Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and living our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Hello, everyone. It is good to be back in your earballs. Happy Friday. I hope this Friday finds you well. Today, I am in my office and I am working on the sound quality of this podcast. So I've got these hexagonal foamy things that will eventually get stuck to either my ceiling or my walls and hopefully is making my sound quality better. So that's not why you're here. Why you're here is to improve your life as an adhd -er, as somebody who is multi-passionate and not necessarily the most focused individual in the world, but with a big busy brain that likes to do fun things. So that's what we're here to focus on. And today's podcast is a model that I have created on my loan own, and I'm thrilled to share with you. Now, this is a model that is very new, sort of a diamond in the rough, but it's time for me to get it out there, use it in my coaching, use it on this podcast, because I want to refer to it a lot. Because if there's one thing I have learned about all of you with ADHD that I have been, I've had the pleasure of coaching. And those of you that I'm sure I will have the pleasure of coaching in the future, y'all just take on so much stuff and then you get overwhelmed. Like you have no idea how capable you are, but you get in your own way by wanting to do all the things. And I don't know if it's because you don't like to say no, or you don't know how to say no, or you just want to do all the things. So with that, we often get extremely overwhelmed very easily, and we just continue to want to juggle all those balls, and then we get burned out. No wonder, right? Like when somebody comes to me and says, I'm so burned out, and we start talking about their life, they're doing 643 bazillion things. Like no wonder you're burned out. And because they're high achievers, because they want to do so well, because they have so much to prove to themselves and the people around them, they just like run themselves into walls all the time. So do some of my closest, dearest friends. And if you're listening to this, you know who you are. <laughs> so I'm really hoping that today's podcast and that the model that I share with you might share a little bit of helpful insights into how you can better plan your days and life. So this model works on a macro level, like when you're looking at your entire life, but it also works on the micro level when you're looking at particular situations or contexts. So it'll make perfect sense as I go through it. But I first want to give credit where credit is due. This model was inspired by Tamara Rossier's Getting It Done model. So she is an executive coach and she's got a PhD in psychology, I think. And she's an ADHD expert and she has ADHD and she's really smart. And I think her latest book was called Your Brain is Not Broken, if I'm not mistaken. And I did read it. It was very, very good. So I really recommend anything tomorrow puts out there because she's brilliant. Anyway, she created this model called the Get It Done model. I think that's what it's called. So imagine this, a four quadrant model, right? So you have like two squares in the top, two squares in the bottom, and there's an axis in the middle. So at the top of the four quadrants, it's what's stimulating. At the bottom of the four quadrants, it's what's not stimulating. And then to the left of the four quadrants is not fun. And to the right 
is fun. So I hope that I'm, I've articulated that properly. So you have this four axis and, you know, you start to plot things on this axis. And I've used this with a few of my clients to help them understand where the majority of their time spent is located. They plot their lives on this diagram and they realize that they're never having any fun, that they're spending their entire life trying to catch up or do all the things they've committed to doing and trying to keep their head above water. No wonder we're all getting burned out. So I really loved her model, but it was very hard to articulate in conversation. Like, as I just discussed, it's a little cumbersome to think about. So the whole premise behind this model is to really help you think through what are you saying yes to in your day? What does your day look like? Because very few of us think about this, right? And what does your life look like? But I wanted to simplify this. So this is my model. I have decided to use uh, a traffic light or a stoplight, whatever you want to call it. It's a universal symbol, right? Green, yellow, red. Green means go, yellow means slow down, red means stop. So I want to use this like international symbol, if you will, to help articulate an idea. So we are going to start looking at everything we do, everything we say yes to, everything that we've currently said yes to, everything that we're procrastinating on, everything that we think we would be really good at, so we sign up for, but we're not, or everything that we're terrified to do, but we probably should. Every decision that you make going forward can be run through this model so easily, and it will give you some insight and color and context to how you're making decisions in the moment so that you can hopefully make more informed decisions. And I'm not to say that you guys don't have the intelligence and skill to make informed decisions, but I do think that we make really speedy decisions. Everything is very sort of reactionary, right? That's impulsivity. And then like when we kind of take a step back 10 minutes later or two days later, we're like, what did we just agree to? <laughs> oh, I don't know you, but I do this all the time. And very often it has to do with dog rescue. <laughs> and I just agreed to do it again. So here's the model. And this is not about rules, okay? When I go through this, I want you to really look at it from the state of feeling and emotion and not labels and rules of what fits into one bracket. So imagine everything in your life. Let's say the daily tasks that you have on a regular Tuesday. Some of those tasks are going to be green, some are going to be yellow, and some are going to be red. And now I'm going to walk through what the, the feeling behind each of them are. So green tasks are go task, right? They're, they're movement. They are already a movement or they're very easy to move. They're without complication. They're something you can do that's easily multitasked. It's a knowing, right? Like you don't have to think a lot about it. It's something that you're already skilled in. A no-brainer for you and you can do it without thinking. So some of the, the motive words that I would use are like easy, fun, interesting, must do, flow, hyper-focus. So think about what green tasks are for you. Like maybe it's, I don't know, brushing your teeth. You don't need to really think about it. Driving to work, you don't need to think about it. Or something that, you know, puts you in flow, like listening to your favorite song and, you know, car dancing on your way to work because, you know, you got the beats going or anything that's easy. And I really want to, before we get much further, Make a point of saying that what is a green task for you 
might not be for me. Some of my friends are extreme extroverts and they have to be around other people and they go into like parties and networking events and they rock a room like nobody's business. They were born for that stuff. So like networking is a green task for them. On the other hand, networking is not a green task for me. I will get to what that is for me in a minute. But let's move on first to the yellow tasks. So when we think about a traffic sign, a yellow light is an indication that you need to slow down, right? You need to slow down and go present because something's about to change. So how does that translate to this model? Yellow tasks are things that you need to be present for. They're important, but not necessarily easy. They're valuable. They're meaningful. They're like 20% out of your uh, comfort zone. That's the growth zone. Same thing with putting ourselves outside of our comfort zone in life. You don't want to put yourself out of your comfort zone to the 90th percentile. You want to put yourself out of your comfort zone just on the other side of it. And it's also very creative activity. So um, it's somewhat like the idea of flow. And I also think that it borderlines hyper focus because we can really get involved in it. But it's not a green task because it's not simple, easy. I can do this in my sleep. This is something I need to be awake and pay attention to. Like if you've ever been driving in your car and you're not entirely sure where you're going, so you turn down the music because you need to think more. So you need quiet. You tell everybody to shut up in the car because you're trying to figure out what's going on or you're trying to drive in a snowstorm. You've got to be careful. You know it's really important. And it's something that you have full attention for. And then the last one is red tasks. So that is obviously red represents stop when you think of a traffic light. These are tasks that are hard or they feel pointless and annoying and boring or you feel resentful about them, overwhelmed, exhausted. When you think about it, it frightens you or you feel terrified. It's something that you don't want to do. And this is very often where our procrastination comes in. So procrastination doesn't just happen because things are hard. Often they happen because they're boring or because we don't know the first step to get going. So it might be a yellow task, but the initiation of that task feels like a red task or it's a yellow project or even a green project but it feels red to initiate because you don't know what that first step is or the first step is freaking terrifying. Like, let's say, for example, there's somebody that you really want to ask out. You, are, you have like a serious crush on this person. You know that you'd be perfect together, but you got to, you know, ask that person out and, and ask them for a date. You've got to go down that path. So you know that dating that person would totally be in like your, not your green zone, but your yellow zone because you would grow getting to know this person. It'd be a little out of your comfort zone, but it would feel good and be important and meaningful. But you've got to uh, jump that hurdle, right? The red, uh, the red zone hurdle of doing the super hard thing of like sticking your neck out there and taking a chance and possibly getting rejected. So I, I think that that pretty much makes sense, right? Everything's either going to be green, yellow, or red. Green are things that are ooh, super duper easy. You can do them in your sleep. Yellow things are sort of your growth zones. You want a good mix of yellow in your life. And red things are things that you either can't do, won't do, or don't know how to do. And I want to spend a lot of time on the red zone because I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't have anything red in your life. 
red zones are a lot of adulting things. Like we all have to pay our taxes, right? So that's a red zone thing for me, but it might not be for you. Let me tell you something. Working out every day is green slash yellow task for me. I actually don't mind doing it all. I have no head trash about working out every day and I feel amazing when I get it done. Walking outside first thing in the morning, I have like voicemail chats with my girlfriend and I'm outside in the sunshine and it's like, it's awesome. And I walk like three miles and I come home feeling like a million bucks. Green zones for my walks, yellow zones for my harder impact workouts, but I feel amazing afterwards. It's meaningful, it's valuable. You might hate working out. Anything that makes you break a sweat might be like the complete zone of hell for you. So that might be a red zone. So I say this to share that we all have different perspectives on this. And coming back to my friend who is like the networking queen, like networking and small talk makes me want to poke my eyes out. It's a total red zone for me. So I just don't do it. I find other ways to connect with people that feel more authentic to me. So those are all examples of these three different zones. And now I ask you, when you think of your day, what zone is most of that stuff in? You know, is it green? Is it, if it's too green, if your life is too easy, we get stagnant, right? Because we're never pushing beyond our comfort zone. We're never growing. And if you're not growing, you're kind of receding, right? Like a plant just never just stays the same all the time. A plant either gets bigger or it starts to like rot and die. Not to suggest that you're rotting and dying, but if you're not growing, what exactly are you doing? You're not staying still. None of us do. But I use it now when I'm planning my day. And this is why I brought up that person's email earlier, because she said that she's starting to use a planner to plan her day. She's color coding it and it's really helping her. Now, this isn't the red, yellow, green zone. It's a notion uh, template, but it's the same idea. Color coding your activities to get a visual sense of what is your life. But here's the interesting ways that I've been using it recently. I have been using it in my business. So when I think about all of the functions that I have in my business, here's what I wrote down. And this is really important to you when you're thinking about planning a business for yourself, because, you know, we go on Instagram, we see the hashtag girl boss and they make business look so alluring and glamorous. And let me tell you something, it's really not that right? It's a lot of red zone. It's a lot of yellow zone. And until you can afford to outsource your red zone items, you're stuck with them. So I started thinking about my business. I'm like, okay, what are all the things I'm doing in my business? Because I'm do I've said this before to you guys, I'm doing too many things and I know I need to cut back. I need to practice what I preach, but I haven't come to a place of finding one particular area that I want to cut back on. So I'm sort of dialing them all down a little bit as I go through this, but here's my business breakdown. One-on-one coaching, and that's a yellow zone for me because it's important, it's meaningful, it's valuable, and I'm, I'm always practicing my craft. It's not a green zone for me at all. I have to be present for that, very, very present for it. Podcasting is actually a green zone thing for me. So I'm just riffing on today's podcast, but usually I will write my podcast out first and then I'll record it. Maybe not word for word, but typically I do just do that. And writing is a, a very green activity for me. I can do it like half asleep. And then reading is, you know, pretty easy for me to do. So I really enjoy podcasting. It's a green thing for me and it doesn't take a lot of time. Now, video development, I've talked to you guys about this before where I was like, ah, oh, I don't know if the juice of video is worth a squeeze. Meaning, 
not only do you have to like script your videos, but then you've got to kind of remember the lines. I can't really use a teleprompter because I can't see anything. Like my eyeballs are crap. So I have to wear glasses, which gives me like a glare. And I probably look like I'm reading from a teleprompter. So I have to like read a few things and then pause and then read a few things and pause and squirt my lines. And it takes, it's a whole thing. Not to mention the fact that I got to do my hair and my makeup and get the lighting right and like your backdrop and all the things. And I'm still talking head, you know, in these videos, I'm not somebody vlogging my day. I don't know. Maybe I should do that. I, I am starting to see traction on uh, YouTube. And I and a lot of people that watch my videos leave me comments that are just so stinking nice. Like, oh my God, thank you. I need to hear this. You're my new favorite person. Like you want validation? Get yourself a YouTube channel. People are so nice. But it's a slow roll there, right? And it's a lot of work. But I've also realized that, oh, I can take those video clips and use them in a million different ways. So the ROI on that video has now suddenly started to spin up because I'm using a new software. It's called the script and it takes all of my videos and all of my podcasts and it um, transcribes them. It chops up little pieces of video clips that I can use for Instagram and LinkedIn and things like that. So now all of a sudden that's making more sense because I don't need to spend as much time crafting social media content. So um, moving on, group coaching is something that I said I was going to do this summer and I've pushed it off to September, not only because I've heard feedback from some of my uh, initial people that showed interest saying, are you going to be doing this again in the fall? Because summer's hard. And I get that. But the other thing is with all the things I'm doing right now, adding group coaching to my plate was probably an impulsive move on my part. So I know it's better for me to take the summer to just work on content, getting ahead there, continue working on one-on-ones with my clients and then move into it. So I called group coaching a red and as a result, it got pushed off. Not like removing totally because I do want to do group coaching, but right now it's a red. Digital products, I shared, you know, the, the notion thing that I did. That's a yellow for me because, I mean, I'm not a digital product maker. I'm not a notion expert, but I am a coach with some pretty cool tools for helping people get very clear on what's important to them so they can start making more focused decisions. So that's a yellow for me. It's not something that is nearly natural to me, but I'm enjoying it. Now, IG and LinkedIn, now that I'm using that software, that has gone from a red zone because I just have such a, uh, a love-hate with Instagram. And then the last thing I have on here is blog posts. And those are green. As I mentioned, writing is very easy for me. And also with this new software, it really just streamlines my workflow. So I have a lot of words. And that was really helpful for me to look at that. So the majority of the work in my business right now is yellow and a little bit of green. And I can either continue to find ways to bring my yellow into my green by automating or delegating, or I can remove them if I want to, or I can leave them where they are. The one thing I know is that <clears throat> when I have red tasks in my business, and what I mean tasks, I mean like group coaching, that's not just like something you check off your, your to-do list on a day. It's a project. It's, it's a campaign. It's a program design. It's marketing. It's communications. And then it's actually coaching. And then it's doing the retroactives. It's a big thing. And if it was hanging out in the red zone, then I knew it was going to take way too much energy for me. You can think about this in your job. 
what am I doing on a day-to-day basis that's in my red zone? And then maybe you talk to your boss about that. Maybe you don't tell them about the red zone, green zone, yellow thing. We say, these are the things that might get done very quickly. These are the things that take a lot more of my time and I'm not as efficient with. Maybe there's a way that we can rebalance my responsibilities. I think any boss would love to hear that. Then your house as well. Like, how do you make your house more green? That's the type of thing that I think is, is good to keep in the green zone, right? Like, When you think about your life, when you think about the areas that you want to grow as a person, as a human being, and the things that are most important to you, the things that you value. So for me, my health and fitness, my financial freedom, my relationships, my time freedom, those things are very important to me. So I put a lot of them in the yellow zone because they're not necessarily easy. Building financial freedom is not an easy thing to do, but once you have it, as long as you can keep it and it continues to grow, then that goes from being a yellow thing, you know, collecting wealth to green thing, letting wealth collect and, and compound for you. Health and fitness, again, is pretty green for the most part, but eating right is not something that was natural for me for a long time, right? Those were habits I built over years of making better choices. And now it's a green zone. So In areas where you want to get better, where you think, oh, I can't do this. I'm not that great. Those are things that are completely within your power to change. Completely. And they're well worth your time to change. So if they are in the red zone, know that that's something you can bring into your green zone or your yellow zone. And it would would behoove you to do so. But something like paying your taxes, I hate that stuff. Like, I can't begin to tell you how much I hate numbers because I'm very dyslexic with numbers. I don't understand numbers. They make me tired. My brain won't light up. It's just, it's painful. I want to poke my eyes out. But so that's a red zone for me. And I don't even try. I don't even try. I have an accountant that does her taxes every year. It costs a freaking fortune, but I will do it because for me, it's very important to get that done uh, without my effort. However, I think that the ideas and the laws and the behaviors behind tax optimization is yellow for me. So it's important that I know these things, that I'm thinking about them throughout the year so that I don't get a kick in the pants, what come tax time. So yeah, there's, when you think about a topic, don't just assume that it's all one thing. As I mentioned before, sometimes like the entrance to something can be a red zone, but once you get past it, it's yellow or green, or sometimes it's pieces of an element, you know, like Being a parent, I'm not a parent, but I imagine being a parent is very much in the yellow and green zone, but it has its red zone moments. (laughs) So depending on who you are, that might be great or it might be like, "Eh, not for me. And that's where I ended up when I made the conscious decision not to be a parent. So I hope that that gives you some food for thought when you're planning with your day, when you're planning your week, when you're planning your business and your work, when you're thinking about your relationships, like Who's a red zone friend? Like, who's that friend that's a complete freaking negative Nelly and is that gossipy and you just never feel good when you're spending time with him. You always feel like you're getting backhanded compliments, that sort of thing. Like, what value are they adding? If they're just a friend and they, they serve no value to you and they're a red person, like they make you stop, then maybe it's time to reevaluate that relationship and make more room for relationships in your life that are easy or maybe not easy, but are meaningful. So this can apply to any area of your life, making money, work, 
spirituality, anything. And I hope that it's given you some food for thought. And as you go through, you know, your planning this week, because I know you guys are doing your plans at the beginning of the week, right? And you plan your days, and you plan your month, and you do your retroactives because that's really good for, you know, knowing where you're going. But I hope that you're thinking about this red, yellow, and green zone because I think it's a powerful thing. I do anyways. I think it's like, I think that this is the most brilliant thing since sliced bread. So I would love to know what you think of it. Just do my own horn. And if somebody contacts me and says, yeah, there's some other creator that's already come up with that thing, I will probably like be devastated. So don't tell me <laughs> because I, this came from my heart and uh, I think it's brilliant. So on that note, guys, if you want to work with me one-on-one, I am now, because I've cleared my plate from the group coaching until September, you can still work with me over the summer or continue into the fall. I would love to work with you. I predominantly work with women who are professionals or entrepreneurs who struggle with getting started. They're stuck in their red zone and they need somebody to get them out of it, right? Because sometimes we can't see solutions for getting out of our own red zone. So if that's something that would appeal to you and, and you feel like we're a good match, then you can find me at itsadhdfriendly.com forward slash coaching. And I would love to work with you. So on that note, guys, I'm going to wrap her up now. And I would love to hear if this was helpful for you. And I will see you next Friday. Have a good one. And come hang out with me on YouTube with all the nice people over there. They're brilliant. I'll talk to you soon, guys. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.